This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You are back with the Six Man Show with your boys, Jonathan and Will. What's going on? It is July 7th, 2019. It's about 2.30 p.m. on Sunday, Eastern Standard Time. A lot has happened uh, since last week. Uh, a lot of the Magic signings have been made official. Nikola Vucevic, Terrence Ross, also Al Farouk Aminu. Um, there's been you know, reports and everything that the Magic have also agreed to a deal with Michael Carter-Williams. Yep. But that hasn't been made official yet by the Magic. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, all that stuff in a little bit. We'll also talk about how the uh, deals are, are structured reportedly. Um, all signs point to this being a, a pretty big win for the Weltham team once again. It yeah. looks like these uh, deals are you know structured in a way that's going to be pretty cap-friendly going forward, which with bringing back Vooch and Ross at the numbers that were originally reported, uh, that's really what everybody was was worried about. Exactly. So, uh, but first, we want to talk just a little bit about uh, Orlando Magic Summer League. So, the main story coming out of this is Mo Bamba, and we've been seeing pictures and um, you know little snippets of, of Mo over the past couple weeks. And the thing that everybody has obviously noticed is Swole Bamba. Like he's looking significantly more muscular than he was oh, for sure, the last yeah. time that we saw him, you know, at the end of January before he had the the stress fracture to the left tibia, whatever your shin bone is there, fibia, whatever. I don't really know. Um but like I gotta say, as soon as that game started and you actually see him like moving around and you see him in comparison to other players, like he looks legitimately more muscular. Oh yeah, compared like, to before. Yeah. You can see pictures and stuff like that, but you really, um, at least for me, you don't really have a good handle. Um, just the the difference in his, you know, mass yeah. until you see him, you know, on the court with the other guys. So that that was the the main thing. They said that they're gonna try to limit his minutes. I think to like twenty two to twenty eight minutes, something like that. Uh, but this game, uh, I think, right before the the first half ended. I'm watching the stream of the game, and you just see the you see, yeah, you you see the camera the like shaking, yeah. and then the broadcast team starts talking about, oh my, oh my gosh, we're having an earthquake right now. And the day before, you know, there was a, an earthquake in you know in between like Los Angeles and Las Vegas, and then they were dealing with either another earthquake or the aftershocks of yeah. that original earthquake, whatever was going on. So they stopped the games that were at the Thomas and, and Max Center across the hall from the Cox Pavilion there in Las Vegas where the Magic Summer League game was going on, uh, where Zion and R.J. Barrett were, were making gone, their yep. NBA Summer head League head. debut, which was just crazy. They had, they said they had um, scalpers, like, outside, you know, the Thomas and yeah, Max Center. Yeah, I heard they were, like, selling tickets for, like, crazy price. It was, like, like three the times the, the, oh, yeah, it was like, the value. Um but the the main thing that I got from from watching Zion is that he's just so gigantic and and strong. Like you saw him rip that ball away from Kevin Knox and then you know and then dunk it. The shot is obviously something that is going to take some time for him to develop. It's just yeah. like a like a catapult from his left shoulder. But he's going to be a beast. But Mo Bamba, I mean, I felt like in this game he was like kind of getting his legs back underneath him. It's been six months since he's played competitive basketball, but the, the shooting stroke is there. We saw a video of him like a week or so ago 
him and Steph having like a three-point competition at some court in China. And, you know, I tweeted out that from just from that video, like his shooting stroke looked significantly better. And people were oh, like, yeah. oh, my God, anybody can shoot when they're wide open and blah, blah, blah. blah. It was like – The man's right. been working on it. Oh, but, yeah. You know? But just, just from that video, you can tell if somebody's like shooting stroke is looking – good or not and not that it was terrible last year but it definitely looks more fluid looks like it's improved he's obviously been putting a lot of work into that but just um in this game shot two of two from three hit another you know long range two from the you know the right sideline so um he's running the floor pretty well you know i would like to see him you know play with a little bit more energy but i think that will come as he's getting his first game back yeah yeah so just i mean to talk briefly about this Orlando Magic Summer League roster. You and I talked a little bit before this. We have no idea who 90% of these guys are. We'll just kind of run through the list here. I'm going to butcher this first guy's name, but Brian Angela Rodas. He played for the Lakeland Magic last year. Mo Bamba, obviously. Chad Brown from UCF. Devin Davis, who has played for the Lakeland Magic. And then Tyler Davis. Uh, I guess he's. it says Brujos. De Guayama, you might know what that means. I have no idea. Apparently, that looks like it's a Puerto Rican oh, uh, yeah. professional team. Marcus Foster played professionally in South Korea. Abdul Gaddy last played for the OKC OKC Blue Summer League team. Jeremiah Hill from the Lakeland Magic. We're familiar with Emil Jefferson from the Lakeland Magic. Daquan Jeffries, this is the... Um, no, he's a unsigned because we didn't have a second round pick. We traded away to the Lakers who took Taylor Horton Tucker. Yeah. So Daquan Jeffries is a, a unsigned free agent from Tulsa. Peter Juk from the Northern Arizona Suns. Cameron Lard from Iowa State. Vic Law, another unsigned free agent from Northwestern. Eric McCree played professionally in Italy. Isaiah Miles from France. Uh, Dirk. Pardon, that's kind of a unique name from uh, Northwestern. John Petroselli from the Lakeland Magic. B.J. Taylor from UCF. Gabe York from the Lakeland Magic. And then uh, assistant coach of the Magic, Pat Delaney, is the Summer League head coach. So um, really the the main guy that stood out for me in this game outside of Mobamba was Eric McCree. So he finished with 16 points in 20 minutes. We mentioned the earthquake. What we didn't mention is that they started this game. I mean, the you know officials and uh, both you know coaches for the the uh, San Antonio Spurs summer league team, and then Pat Delaney was also out there, you know, assessing. There were some cracks in the floor after uh, that earthquake, and then they were debating whether or not they were going to you know start the second half and continue that game. So they started that game. And then with a few minutes left in the third quarter, the broadcasters, you know, started to pass along the information that at the end of the third quarter, that game was going to be ended. They had ended the game over at the Thomas and Mack Center because they had that overhead scoreboard that was swaying. But then there were, you know, questions about the infrastructure of the buildings. So they ended that game after the third period and the Orlando Magic beat the San Antonio Spurs 75 to 59. But Eric McCree, him and Lonnie Walker, Going back and forth, especially in that first half, Lonnie Walker came out, and that dude just looked incredible. He scores 28 points in 33 minutes, shot 11 of 17. So that's a guy who missed, I think, all of last season with the San Antonio Spurs, Uh, and and he is definitely ready uh, for the league. So he was coming out, getting his shots up in a hurry. But 
Um, yeah, the Orlando Magic win 75 to 59. Then the Magic play again tonight, I believe at six o'clock. Yeah, they take on the Denver Nuggets summer league team. So uh, I don't think are we gonna get a, a look tonight at Bull Bull? Do you know? I know that they said that Michael Porter uh, Jr. He's been ruled out. He sprained his knee in the summer league practices. Man. Everybody was excited to see him. Everybody says that he's been killing it in practice, but. Yeah. I mean, I think we might see Bobo. I don't know. I, Maybe. I, honestly, I have no idea. I don't know. It, it, it's Summer League, so you never know. Zion, he's been ruled out for the rest of Summer League now, so everybody's being very cautious. It's just really weird. Like, you know, I feel like three, four years ago, like almost everybody, if you're a rookie or a second-year player, you played at you least a few Summer now. League games, and now you're seeing, like, a lot of guys, like, you know, sit out. Like, I, I know – um. Wendell Carter, he's sitting out. He's got like a core injury. He's gonna have some kind of muscle surgery. Uh, but then you see guys like um, like Marvin Bagley. He's not playing for the the Sacramento Kings summer league team. Will I don't know if you saw this. You, you and I haven't really talked, but a few nights ago on Twitter, I think the Lando they tweeted out first, but he got wind of it from um, another uh, Twitter user or somebody. You know, kind of put him onto the fact that. Um, I think it was a, either a, a kid that's playing at Kentucky or he's getting ready to play at Kentucky was at the um, whatever the the Mamba um, like obviously has something to do with Kobe Bryant's first time that I'm hearing about it was some kind of basketball facility that Markel Fultz was at they were working out together and this kid posted a, a Instagram story of somebody you know off in the distance shooting a jumper didn't look like there was any hitch in his form. It didn't look like um, he was having any issues with getting the sh- you know the the shot off the shoulder. Now we don't know if the shot went in. It was like a boomerang, so yeah. one of those videos that goes like back and back forth. And forth yeah. But if you look at that guy, the the back of him, he's wearing sh- basketball shorts. On the left leg, there's like this white wide strip. If you look at Markel Fultz's Snapchat from earlier that day, he took like a mirror pic of him wearing black Givenchy. I think that's how you say that. Givenchy. I don't. I don't wear high end fashion. Yeah, I don't like know. That, what so that I don't is. know. But he's wearing those exact same shorts. The shoes look similar. The hairstyle looks similar. So everybody is pretty convinced that that's Markel Fultz actually on a basketball court taking jump shots, which is a huge deal. Steve Clifford, during the Spurs Magic Summer League broadcast, came on, was talking to the the broadcast team, and they were asking him about Markel Fultz, and he's saying he's not clear for five-on-five basketball yet. So that's why you know he's not in Summer League, and yeah. they're not saying he's going to play the regular season. But to me, it seems like everything is pointing to the fact that Markel Fultz is going to be ready at the start of the season. I would hope so. Which, is, still, a, which is a big deal for us. Yeah, it's still a couple months away, so... Yeah, we got like almost three months yeah, until the preseason I, starts. I hope he's back. You know, three months. The guy's been out all year. Since, like, he's been out since November. Since November. So like, eight months now. He should be back. So hopefully he's back and he's healthy and he can he can shoot a jump a jump shot. Just real quick to, to touch on this. I mean, we'd kind of be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that Kawhi Leonard is going to the Clippers. You and I were up at. I'm not as surprised that Kawhi is going as much no, as yeah. Paul George. He brought Paul George along. That blew my mind. That was crazy. You and I were was that yesterday or was that the day before that was yesterday? Yesterday morning. You and I are up like what, ten minutes after six? I was up I was up almost like five thirty. 
my wife got right. up to to feed the baby and she checks her phone and she's seeing that Kawhi went to the Clippers and something about Paul Paul George. So she wakes me up and I I'm like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. And I see that basically Kawhi told the Clippers, if you get Paul George, I'll come. He went to Paul George and said, go to the Sam Presti and force a trade I, to the Clippers. That's insane. I don't know how he got that done because he he just signed a contract. Yeah, last summer. Yeah, last summer. So three years left on his deal. Managed to ask for a trade. To go to the Clippers, like that's that's just crazy. So the reason, the real reason that I bring this up is because now there's all this speculation about Russell Westbrook either staying in, you know, OKC or you know getting traded because they they look like they're heading towards a rebuild unless they flip those assets that they just got from the Clippers for God knows what I don't know, but more than likely Westbrook is probably I would think he's, he's gonna probably be gonna traded. yeah instantly. I mean. It's usually the the loudest voices are obviously the ones that you know you you see and you see on Twitter and these Facebook groups and all these things. But so many people are begging the Magic to trade for Russell Westbrook. And to me, we haven't really talked about this, but I think it's it's one of the worst things that we could do right now. I mean, right now the way our team's structured, one we don't have any kind of salary space to get him. Two. If we did get them, we would have to trade away our best assets. So then we wouldn't know what kind of team we have. So yeah. you're, you're talking about trading Aaron Gordon, Isaac, Bamba, our defensive core, like for Russ, which Russ, like Russell's going to get us more wins than we did, we have now, for I sure. believe. Um, and we'll be a higher seed in the East. But even then, with Russ, who can we get to Orlando? Like, there's nobody. Nobody's gonna come to Orlando. So just, I, I mean, just stay in the stand pat, wait it out. It, no matter who we get right now, we're not winning this year, next year, or the year after. There's too many stacked teams. Um, so it's better just to wait and not push. You know, put all our chips in for Russ, and then not know what's gonna happen. That's what I think a lot of people don't understand because I've been like very vocal, especially on Twitter that. I think it's a terrible idea. And people are like, what do you mean? He's a MVP. He's a all NBA type player. Like, yes, hundred percent. But you have to think of what it would cost us to get him. So we, we've been building, this will be our eighth year since we started this rebuild with Jacques Vaughn and Rob Hennigan and you know, way, yeah, all that, way yeah. back. Right. So we're finally getting to the, the point where we're like, Oh man, like there is some hope for like the future. Now our, AG and Jonathan Isaac, Bamba, Fultz, are these guys going to grow into guys that can, you know, win you a championship? Who knows? Yeah, we it's, don't know. It's still completely unknown at this point. I still think Aaron Gordon can make strides. Isaac can get a lot better. Fultz, if he can get healthy, can be incredible. Bamba can get a lot better. All of these things that you have to consider. You put, you trade those guys away because that's what it would take. If you're trading for Russ, you're you're basically telling your team, like, we have to win now, right? Yeah. Russ isn't going to want to come here and, and play with a, a bunch of young guys, right? We're not trading Vooch. OKC is not taking Vooch to, to trade Russell Westbrook. They're not going to take four years of Vooch to, to give away a guy like that. Yeah. So what they're going to be looking for, and you saw it with the Paul George trade, they're going to be looking for young, promising guys and future and picks. first round picks. Yeah. So to make the money work, it would most likely be a combination of 
Aaron Gordon and then Evan Fournier, and you can throw like a DJ Augustine or something like that. But they're also they're I'm telling you they're going to demand Jonathan Isaac, okay, who is right now is probably the best bet for a guy that could be like a a potential All Star, maybe outside of Aaron Gordon. I think you can make the argument for both of those those guys. Isaac looks like a guy that could be a defensive player of the year. Gordon does too, but you know Gordon has been in the league what five years now. Yeah. Isaac's really only had the one year, so the upside you could argue for Isaac. I still like Aaron Gordon's chances of becoming an All Star a little bit better, just because we've seen kind of both sides of his game. But they're definitely going to demand Isaac, and then definitely if it's just Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac that are the main pieces that they're getting for Russ, they're definitely demanding at least two future round first picks. And I just don't think that's worth it. I don't see Russ and Vooch being the centerpiece that can win you a title. There's no way that that's happening. And then four years from now, when both of those guys' contracts are up, you're moving on from them and you're starting a rebuild all over again. So instead of being year eight in a rebuild, we still have a lot of hope. Now we're going to fast forward until 12 years from the start of that. And now you're having to start all over again. So to me, it's just well, insane. To me, I w- it wouldn't be as much of a problem if we tra- like if we traded Russ and we became contenders right now. I don't mind having to rebuild four or five years from now. But to trade Russ or to trade for Russ and be just as like mediocre or just a little bit better than mediocre and be a thir- third, fourth, fifth seed right. in the East, knowing you're still not going to win a championship – it's not worth it. You'd rather just wait it out another four or five years and see what happens. Because the Clippers, the Lakers, the Clippers, Brooklyn, five years from now, you're talking about guys that are going to, you know, the players are going to be 35, 40 years old. Like LeBron's going to be 40 by the time AD's contract is up. So those teams are going to start rebuilding at that time. Um, But like right now, they put all their chips in the middle and they can, they can get a championship. Yeah. But that's not us. It's not the it's not the time to try to be there's, like one of these teams. There's like eight or nine teams around the league that are going all in on this season, and this is definitely not the season for us to do that. Yeah, this we can't do that. No. Um, I like Russ. I and people give him a lot of crap. Um, I like I think the way he's overrated. He plays. That's see, I don't think he's overrated. Um, but I mean, I just we we can't trade for him. There's and there's no other player like. There's no other superstar that's available right now that we can be like, oh, if we get Russ, we could get him. Yeah. Like, there's nobody out there. Everybody just you're looking contracts. at Russ and Vooch as like your duo. Yeah, and the, you look around the league; it doesn't it's not make enough. any sense. It's not enough. What do you think that team's ceiling is? Like, how they can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose in five or six games? Because that team is not making the finals. I'm talking about like the absolute, like we like we just went on a 22 and nine run to end the season here. That's probably as good as this team can be. Now, if the team can play at that level for an entire season, to me, that's a team that can win 50 games. Whether or not they're going to play that well all season, whether or not they're going to stay that healthy all season, probably not. So we're probably looking with this team that we have now, probably like a 46 to 48 win team. That's what I'm looking at this upcoming season. Um, But I think Russ and Vooch, I think if you play to the best of your ability, the best you're going to do is an Eastern Conference Finals appearance. You're not making the finals with that team. You're not beating like a Philadelphia or a Milwaukee team with Vooch and Russell Westbrook. So 
as much as I love and I appreciate the fact that people are so passionate about this team, to me, you are nuts if you're like, Russ is the answer. To me, that's it's a, just a no-go. Especially with the contract. His contract, he's going to be making more money every year. Yeah. Like, where we have Vooch and Ross now, Aaron Gordon, they're going to be making less as the years go on. And it's just like, why even, why even bring a guy in that's going to be making $40 million one season. Right. Who else are we going to bring in? Like our caps, like we don't even have enough cap space right now um, to even, to barely even add another player of any kind of caliber, let alone a, a superstar. Right. Like, like Russ. So it doesn't make sense. I would love to have Russ, but it, the way our team is Now's constructed right now, there's no way. Now, I don't know if you did this on purpose, but that seemed like a pretty solid segue into our next segment here. You started talking about the cap space and the declining deals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you didn't do that on purpose. I didn't do that. Okay, I was going to no, tell no, you, my no. man, you're getting pretty good at this. But let, so, yeah, so let's move away from that. Let's start talking about some of these deals and the way that they're structured. So um, let's talk about Al Farouk Aminu first. So we just signed him to a three year, um, $29 million. Is it? Yeah, three year, $29 million deal. So his is actually, it's going to incline over the next uh, three years, and he has. I believe they said he has a player option in the third year, if I'm not mistaken. So he'll make $9.2 million this year, $9.7 million the second year, and then the last year will be $10.1 million. I'm not, we're, we're on earlybirdrights.com right now looking at the salary cap for the Magic. It does not specify that that third year deal for Al Farouk Aminu is a player option, but I think that's what I heard. I could be wrong. But then let's look at Terrence. So it doesn't exactly... Uh, decline. So this coming year, it'll be $12.5 million. Then next year, the 2020-2021 season will be $13.5 million. Yeah, it goes up a little Then bit. it starts to decline $10.5 million. That last year is $11.5 million. So that four-year $54 million contract includes very what they called unlikely incentives at $1 million per year. So it's more like a four-year $50 million deal, which for Terrence Ross, especially for the next two years, um, I think is is great value. And then I think in that third and fourth year, $12.5 million and then $11.5 million, I think those are contracts that are easily tradable. Oh, yeah. So everybody coming into this uh, free agency period was like, oh, well, if we do re-sign Terrence and we do re-sign Vooch, hopefully we can structure it similarly to the way we did Aaron Gordon's deal where it's declining over the course of the contract. Now, front-loading these deals, if we would just would have left it as is, we would have been into the luxury tax. Now, me, I don't feel bad for these billionaires that are making, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars of money, owning yeah. these teams. So I was all for holding on to Mozgov, you can either flip him at the deadline, you know, using an expiring deal to get some kind of asset, or once the season's over, that's $16 million that's coming off the payroll. Yeah. Pay the, t- the the luxury tax, whatever. The rest of the league can laugh at us. I really don't care. Puts us in better salary cap positioning after this year. But I understand, you know, they didn't want to spend the luxury tax for a team that just won 42 games. So they decided to stretch Timofey Mozgov. Um, they did that yesterday. I lay down for a nap. I'm like, oh, I should be okay. I wake up and we stretch <laughs> Timofey Mozgov. So, yeah. um, but that saves us $11 million this year. So his $16 million is going to be stretched over the next three years, saving us $11 million this year. And I think we still have 
uh, a little bit of money to make one more signing, which some people are thinking it's going to be Ken Birch. Yeah, Ken. Um, still haven't made the signing for MCW official yet, so we'll see what the numbers are on that. Uh, but some people are are hoping that we go and and get you know like a aging shooting guard like a Jamal Crawford or or something like that. We'll see what happens over the the next few days weeks. Uh, but the 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 main contract that I really I'm, I'm excited to talk about is the fact that we were able to front load Vooch's contract. So he'll make twenty eight million dollars this year, twenty six million dollars in the second year, tw- but then it drops off to twenty three almost twenty four million dollars, and then. 21.5 in that fourth year so, which, yeah which is the best the best bet because the 28 million coming this season pay him while he's exactly an all-star and then four years down the line we don't know how well he's going to be he's only going to be making 22 i mean 22 is still a lot but it's better than 25 well a lot of these I'll, I'll call them conversations because they're more like arguments, but it's just all healthy conversation about the magic. But these conversations that I've had on Twitter since the four years, $100 million came out for Vooch is that if you are able to front load the, the contract, if Mo takes that next step, years three and four of that contract, you can find a team like Atlanta this year who had a bunch of calorie uh, calories. We're not talking calories? about food here. I'm I'm hungry. You might be able to tell. Um, they had a bunch of salary cap space looking to take on big contracts in exchange for first-round picks. So if we get to that point, I'm hoping two, three years from now, if Mo steps up, the other guys step up, and we hang on to these guys, hopefully at that point we're able to be like, all right, now is the time. Let's clear some cap space. Let's go after our big fish, add that last piece, and let's. it's time to contend in the East. Okay, so you do that at that time, you know, hopefully you're winning upwards of 50 games. So your first round pick really isn't as valuable. Not that it's not valuable, but not as valuable. Yeah. And that way you're able to trade Vooch in a future first round pick or whatever, able to dump that salary. And then you're able to go after a big name free agent. So just we preach this. We have a freaking shirt on our website and. One of our mantras is in Welthand we trust. And this goes to show you why. People were so worried about what this front office was doing with these deals. And they're doing it the right way. You're keeping this team competitive right now, but you still have long-term cap flexibility. So just round yeah, of kudos applause. To them, like just a, a great job with these contracts. I really could not be happier with, with the way that this... I mean... What would you grade this, this free agency for the Orlando Magic? I, I think... I don't want to say A plus because for for an A plus like you have to go out and get like a Kawhi Leonard or a Paul George. I would say probably like, like that. a B plus. A B plus for for what we were able to do because sure. you know we we weren't sure if we were going to keep Vooch. We weren't sure if we were going to keep Ross. Um, and just like the way their salary is, like we just talked about, um, when we heard you know Vooch was going to make a hundred a hundred million over the you know the length of the contract everybody was like that's what's lot. going on oh man that's that's a lot of money we can't be paying them blah blah blah. and then now you're looking at it and it's like ah now it makes sense now it makes which sense. is what we were hoping for when we talked a couple pods ago um that this is what we were hoping would they would do um and then so like you said it's like it's cap friendly so i would say a b plus you know, just because we we didn't really go we didn't get anybody um, of too much significance in right. free agency with all these superstars going everywhere. Um, not like we expected to, 
you know, because we didn't expect to be getting like Kevin Durant or anything. Yeah. But uh, Amino was a I was a good pick. Kevin up. Durant with that that torn Achilles anyway. Yeah, neither did Shout the Shout out Knicks. to Jim Dolan. Yeah. No, that's just crazy. <laughs> but uh so but yeah, I, I would say like a B plus. Yeah, I think a B plus. Like you said, the th- what we had, you know, to deal with to bring back our guys, maintain. I'm, yeah, as a Magic look. fan, yeah, as a ma- like Magic fans, I would say a B plus, just because like we were hoping for Vooch to come back. Like we weren't sure what was gonna happen and who was gonna leave. I mean, I'm sure other teams, like other fans for other for other teams, are probably like, ah, oh, you They're guys trash. didn't do anything, yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah. But like knowing that we were getting back the guys that we wanted, B plus. Yeah, for what the the ringer piece that came out like right after the you know initial deals came out, I think we got like a D or something like that. So yeah. screw that guy. People don't watch this team. We understand that. Fans of the team know that like this really. I would say probably upwards of 90% of Magic fans are going to be pretty happy. And we did a poll on our Twitter page. It was something like upwards of 80% of fans like at the time were like, oh, okay. And that was just a couple days after the deals came out. So I think now people are seeing how the deals are structured. Everybody's pretty happy with what we were able to accomplish. Yeah, We knew that two things we needed to address were getting a secondary ball handler. We didn't do that, but it looks like they're putting all the eggs in the Markel Fultz basket. We'll see if that works out or not. If it does, they look like freaking geniuses who fleeced the 76ers out of Markel Fultz. Well, you want to hear something? So last night, weirdly enough, I had a dream, and we were watching Markel Fultz play basketball, and this guy was stellar. I'm telling you, like, like watching him shoot and stuff, I was like, oh, my God, thank God we traded for him. Right. So – Hopefully that wasn't a dream. Didn't it was like a premonition. Dream, like a few nights ago that Vooch left for the Lakers. Yeah, but you didn't, so don't yeah. worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> but uh yeah. I like your dreams. I, I hope that's what's up. You know, I hope Fultz comes back and he, he plays to the caliber that, you know, the seventy sixers drafted him at. Yeah. Like, so if so. if he's able to be anything, we fixed the secondary ball handler situation, we'll figure that out. But we also needed a backup power forward. We got that with Al Aminu, who you hear around the league that he's a very solid guy. I haven't watched too much Portland basketball the last few years, uh, but definitely a guy who's capable of being a starter in the league, and he's going to be our backup. So you can't be mad at that at all. So strictly from a Magic standpoint, I would say they did an A-plus job. I don't think for what I wanted they could have done any better, but I think to give them an A-plus from a league standpoint, you have to get like a big free agent like a Kevin Durant or one of those types of yeah. guys. So, um, But I'm very happy. About that. Um, just a, a quick announcement. Will and I, uh, we've talked about October 13th. That's a Sunday. Uh, yeah. That's a, a preseason game um, for the Orlando Magic against the Philadelphia, Philadelphia. 76ers. I, so um, we're definitely going to uh, head to that game. So if anybody planned on uh, going to a, a preseason game, we'd love to, to say what's up to you guys and meet you guys out there. So I uh, just want to put that out there. If you guys haven't already, please check out our new website, thesixmanshow.com. Uh, we actually just put up um, a new design. There's a certain Orlando Magic shooting guard that uh, if you follow our Twitter page, whenever he hits a three-pointer, uh, we started the the hashtag, the torch tally. And for every three that he hits, it's like the, the Corver counter that the uh, Atlanta Hawks had a few years ago. Every three that he hits, we put up another fire emoji with the hashtag torch tally. So we put up a new torch tally T up on the sixmanshow.com slash shop. So go check that out. Go cop that. Help support the show. Um, goes a long way for us. If you guys haven't already, please cannot stress this enough. Please go to your iTunes um, 
podcast app, lead it, leave us a rating and a review. Really goes a long way. Helps out the show. We're trying to climb up the the charts, up the rankings there. But um, oh yeah, will any last uh, thoughts before we uh, sign off here? Nah, I'm just excited to continue watching the summer league and see yep. how Bamba continues to play and for sure get healthy and and just see what happens yeah we've got a few more games in the summer league uh like i said the magic play the denver nuggets tonight at six on nba tv then on tuesday we play miami espn2 at four o'clock and then uh we play brooklyn on wednesday at five thirty, and then that's uh that'll be the last game before they um set up the seating for the uh, summer league tournament so we'll see how the magic are able to do there but uh, promising signs. Mo Bamba's looking swole. He's looking good. The jump shot is falling. I would like to see him get some more lobs at the rim and stuff like that. And, you know, see him, you know, uh, be a little bit more aggressive on defense. But all that should come as he gets his legs under him. Yep. So, all right, guys. Thanks again, once again, for listening. This has been the Six Man Show with Jonathan and Will. We will catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!